With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, welcome back. Lots to talk about. Maybe, I don't know, I might, I'm not even going to be touch, touching on too broad of a subject, but there's always lots to talk about. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're the center of the hockey universe. And we're a rabid fan base, so let's get into it. Last night's game, Saturday, March 27th against the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, doozy of a game, very entertaining. Uh, per per usual with the Leafs, I mean, they they go down, they make you, in a game that they shouldn't be, they make you want to sell your house, move to a remote country with no electricity so that they, they can't let you down like this anymore. But then, I mean... Like we've seen in the regular season, heavy emphasis on in the regular season, actually against Columbus too, but like we've seen them do before, they pick up their socks, you know, they get their their the work lunch pails, the the, the you know the, the the metal ones. Um, great start, hey. <laughs> um, and they put a couple pucks in the back of the net. Awesome to see. So to start, I mean, a bit of a boring game. Not too, too many chances in the first period, but the third, uh, second period, sorry, is where it really started to get a lot more action. We saw Pierre Engvall's I mean, phantom goal straight up into the air, off Smith's head, off this, off that, and end up in the back of the net. You know what? Good for Pierre Engvall. We've seen goals taken away from him. We've seen goals taken away because of him. Um, just the worst luck in the world. And it's kind of funny, every time he actually puts the puck in the back of the net and it counts, uh, disaster ensues. I mean, most notably his goal against Ottawa in the 5-1 game. Um, he scored in the David Ayers game. So it's good to see that Pierre Engvall actually scored a goal and the Leafs won. I don't know when the last time that happened actually was. I want to look that up later. But nevertheless, Edmonton comes back. Three goals. What happened on these three goals? So, I mean, just puck luck and how the Leafs' luck has been the past couple games. Uh, Spets a great forecheck on Barry. Barry turns over the puck. Shocker. Um, Galchenyuk gets the puck, rips it off the post. Now, this combo, that was not their first chance. and It was the, the second one that they had. Um, in the first period, we saw a really nice chance where Spezza again, forechecks, creates the turnover... Or, Four checks on the defenseman, occupies the defenseman kind of there. And then Galchenyuk fed him on a great feed, and Mike Smith made the huge save on him as well. So, a little bit to like. I, I predicted a good chemistry between the two there, and, you know, pat myself on the back, not bad. But, let's get back to that goal. What happened? Three on two the other way, Brody jumps the middle a little bit, puck goes to Nurse, Nurse takes a shot, it goes in. Now, is this a bad goal I wouldn't say really a bad goal but it's one that you it's it's stoppable it's from a good area but it's stoppable on Campbell I don't know I guess he was expecting him to go up high I mean the stick of Brody did get in the way of the uh, follow through on nurse a little bit that could have threw off Campbell there because 
as a goalie, if, if the shot comes and the follow-through does not match where the puck is going, it's going to throw you off a little bit. And I feel like that could have happened there a little bit with Campbell. But either way, puck ends up in the back of the net. Maybe a bit of Brody's fault. I'd say more so put the blame. I mean, Campbell, you'd like to see him stop that. But side game 1-1. One, one. Um, the other goal was just McNasty att- attracting all of the attention. If you watch this goal... Um, Hole, uh, Hole takes McDavid as he should. The pass comes across. Muzzin is also watching McDavid, and Mikheyev, the trailing forward, is also watching McDavid, leaving Drysaddle open. And just the combination of these two, oh my! Like Drysaddle's finishing is out of this world. He's one of the best finishers in the league, if not the best finisher. And then on top of that, you have the best player in the league feeding him the puck. So. No chance for Campbell on that one. Muzzin and McCabe should have, you know, respected Hole's defensive abilities, I feel like, even though it's tougher. It's Connor McDavid. So, combination of uh, this, 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 this. But overall, in the end, how the goal resulted and how it was played, hindsight is twenty twenty. but Muzzin and McCabe should have been looking at Dreisaitl on that play, I feel like. So... 2-1 Edmonton in the third goal. Of course, Tyson Berry, the week I chirp him, puts one in. Nice finish by him. Uh, I think one of the forwards, possibly Engvall or Kerfoot, really should have been looking out for him there. Earlier in the play, Muzzin did turn over the puck, so no chance for Campbell on this one. Again, it's like, oh, this guy could have been doing this, this guy could have been doing that. They should have been. I mean, you got to tighten up a little bit there. But overall, it's 3-1 in this hockey game. The Leafs have outchanced the, the Oilers. And they've they've out, they've out played and outchanced the Oilers in this game. It just didn't feel like a 3-1 game um, at all. So going into the third, I mean, it's 3-1. Three, I mean, quick goals. A little bit deflating because you haven't given up any chances really other than those three and you're down, but you're, the puck's not going in. So, I mean, the coaching staff could be criticized for the lines to start the game, but I really do give kudos to, uh, to Keith and the coaching staff, obviously, for making that change of putting jumping Hyman up with Matthews Marner and then putting Galchenyuk up, noted, realizing that Galchenyuk's having a heck of a game, and putting him up with um, Tavares Nylander, who were also having solid games at the time. I think all of them, were ha- like everyone was having a solid game up till then, but like, just it, things weren't going their way. That happens. It happens, right? So kudos to this team because, I mean... It, Last season, we didn't quite see it. We didn't quite see that jam. We didn't quite see that juju with them to pull up their socks. Regular season, we saw it in the playoffs once. All right, It was just once. But to pull up their socks like that and just not quit in a regular season game too. Not quit, come back, win the game like that. It was really great to see. So in this third period, the third period was... Very, very entertaining, especially if you're a Leeds fan. First half of the period, just nothing is going in at all. Posts, um, robberies where the goalie's not even nowhere near position. He, just, he doesn't even realize that the puck hit him and all of that. I mean, it was 
it was it was bananas to see. It was very frustrating as well. But to see the pucks finally drop on that, the first one being the Galchenyuk drop pass, dirty, um, and then the Galchenyuk to Nylander goal again, dirty, um, was just so relieving to see, especially Galix Galchenyuk. Like he's had a cuffed a cuffed couple years. Speak much. Um, and just to see those two plays finally drop for him was really encouraging to see. And then, as we all know, what happened in overtime. So, I mean, Matthews, who had hit the post, been robbed a couple times, chance after chance after chance this game. His goal goes off to two people, goes off to two Oilers and in the net. Fitting, isn't it? So, I want to get to overall what I thought my thoughts on overall on the past two games, even. Um, hey, the Junkles are finally going in for the Leafs. They've been outplaying their opponents. They've outplayed, they outplayed the, the Senators by a lot. They outplayed the Oilers by a lot in that game. And it's just kind of funny that the goalies are making these huge saves and then finally off a stick, off a skate, off a head, off a post, off a body, and it's in the net. It just kind of shows that this team is showing a lot of resilience. I hate to use cliches, but they're showing a lot of resilience. I mean, the pucks aren't dropping, but they're still sticking to it, and eventually the puck's going in. So kind of funny how uh, the universe works like that, right? Um, Jack Campbell over the last two games, it's, it's tough. I mean, think about this. He made some clutch saves. He made a good amount of great saves against Ottawa and then he made two clutch saves against Edmonton when you look at it uh, there was the save against McDavid off the hip in the third period when they were down and then there was the save against Darnell Nurse on the odd man rush I thought he was a little bit deep there got a little bit lucky Nurse isn't the best finisher he had the upper part of the net there maybe if it was someone like Dreisaitl might be a different result but you know what it was Darnell Nurse he made the big save allowed the team to go to overtime, and they won. Um, another point to add about the last two games, the Leafs did get lucky. They got lucky that they got the, to- the full four points. And you may be saying, well, weren't you just pumping their tires? Weren't you just pumping their tires like no tomorrow, two seconds ago? What do you mean they got lucky those the four points? Well, think about this. In the overtimes, both overtimes, three on three, a lot, anything could happen. They kind of outplayed both teams there, but okay. Think about these plays, these two distinct plays. One, Ottawa's coming back the other way. It's three on one. I forget who it was on Ottawa, but they send a saucer pass, try to go a saucer pass across the ice. Three on one on Austin Matthews. Hits off his hip, goes the other way, and they put it in the back of the net. If he made that simple play just to the guy ahead of him, geez, even just carried the puck. It's a three on one in overtime. Anything can kind of happen there. Not guaranteed a goal, but not guaranteed that it's not. The other play, Edmonton, early in that overtime. I think it was Dreisaitl tried to go two-on-one, tried to send it across to McDavid or one of the two, and Marner, Marner tipped that out of the air and blocked that. I think it was to Darnell Nurse. Nurse then picked it up and like just shoveled it to the net. wasn't a great chance, but... If Martin doesn't get a stick on that, you're looking at a very good chance there. So, I mean, think about it. Two excellent 
in back-to-back games, two excellent plays and two excellent opportunities in overtime broken up by just guys intercepting saucer passes out of the air. Makes you think a little bit, but overall the Leafs did wildly outplay their opponents and they deserve those four points. Um, JT and Nylander's minutes also raised an eyebrow for me. I think it was on Saturday they only had like each of them had less than 16 minutes. Kind of funny because they, that line, I mean, Nylander scored one, JT scored one. Also, JT early in the game hit the crossbar. I mean, he, he played well against Ottawa too. Just a lot of criticism with him. It, it, and it is frustrating. I, I understand. He's an $11 million player. He's your second line center. He's supposed to be putting up points. But he's on the second power play right now. And he's just been totally snake bitten this year. How many times has it been in front? Great opportunity and just hits the post. Can't quite bury. Can't quite find the back of the net. I mean, eventually it's gonna. Eventually it's gonna come. Eventually, the pucks are gonna fall. The the, the chances are going to drop for John Tavares, and people are gonna be eating their words. And it's not like this guy's had a point half a point per game pace he's still got like 28 points in 34 games but I mean not the point per game pace you'd hoped he'd be at but and then on top of this I mean John Tavares has been solid defensively I mean sure when you're down you do want Matthews and Marner out there and Hyman with Hyman but I mean like it, it, it just totally under to me it totally undermines the ability of Tavares and Nylander. They're fantastic players. They're fantastic goal scorers. They can put the puck in the back of the net. I think Keith should really take a look at that and try to deploy them more because, especially in games when you're trailing, run, like, put out Matthews and Marner every chance you can, but I want to see more Willie and JT. I think, I think. He's underestimating their ability to score clutch goals. And guess what? What did we see Saturday? A clutch goal from them. So to see them play as little as they did, to see them play as little on the power play as they do, it's a little bit disappointing. And I'd really like to see more of that pair moving forward. Don't care who's on their wing. Anyone. Maybe a little bit more Galchenyuk. He's been good. We'll see. Lastly, and which ties into this point, I don't think the line's deployed. They're not set, and they should not be set. I mean, we saw two slightly different lineups. I think it's pretty set that um, first line is Matthews Marner, second line is JT Willie, third line is Engvel Mikhaev, fourth line is Jason Spezza, Alex Kerfoot, I think. Maybe move Kerfoot third line. Uh, Jason Spezza and someone. Probably Kerfoot. I think Kerfoot. Anyways. But these lines changed. They even changed in the middle of the game on, on Saturday. Like, it's it's not quite set, and they haven't found that perfect combination yet. Um, to call Galchenyuk, um, Nylander, Tavares the perfect combination, I mean, it, it's early. It's an over-exaggeration. Is it unwarranted to come up with this exaggeration no he put up two clutch assists he had he he then had one post he also had a great feed to Spezza in that game playing fourth line 
Galchenyuk had a great game. I mean, people are saying, oh, he was sufficient. I thought he was terrific, especially for how little he played on Saturday. I'd like to see, I'd like them to try it out for a couple more games with Galchenyuk up there. If not, move him back to the fourth line. He, he seemed very capable there as well. I, I did clip it, but there was one defensive play he had in there in the second period, I think it was, where it was it was just a really good look of him, um, his awareness off the puck. There was a pass, so play was coming back the other way to the Leafs end. He was in his position. He had his head on a swivel, making sure he was in his position. And then the pass came to his guy. He challenged his guy, blocked the shot. The puck goes the other way. I mean, and this is the same guy that people are saying can't play bottom six. Has to play top six. I don't know. Thought he looked all right in the fourth line. So keep him in the lineup a little bit longer. We'll see. He's a talented player. He scored 30 goals for a reason before. So anyways, moving forward to Edmonton. I don't know who's going to be on that Matthews Marner. I mean, we could see Thornton again. I don't think it's warranted. I think they should keep Pyman up there and tinker with the bottom six. I, I think you have that top six. What we saw in the latter half of the of the the game in the third period against Edmonton on Saturday. I think they should keep that 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 forward arrangement. See if that works because. You want to have your top six playing with more chemistry moving in as you get closer to the playoffs, especially. Like the bottom six, it doesn't matter as much. We're not going to see them as much on the ice, right? So really got to iron out. It's really, it's vital that they iron out those final two spots in the top six before you get too close to playoffs. So overall, two solid games from the Leafs Thursday and Saturday. Um, as I mentioned, a little bit of luck, but definitely way outplayed their, their opponent uh, opponents on uh, both of these games. My suggested lineups, as I mentioned, um, fourth line starting with Thornton, Spence, Spezza, Kerfoot. Uh, I think Thornton and Kerfoot should not get a minute extra. They both were the uh, so Kerfoot and Thornton were both last and second last in. Each of these last two games, in expected goals for uh, percentage, that is. So more pucks going, more chances going one way than the other. It's not a good look. Now, not to, not to spit on Thornton too much. Don't want to say the other word, but not to spit on Thornton too much. I don't think he should be playing in the top six in first power play. However, he hasn't been overly terrible. He makes very smart little plays that were putting Matthews and Marner in a good position. He was also making a couple good passes. It was it's a little bit subtle, but it's not and it's not overly noticeable, but he is a very helpful player and I do think he still has a good impact. However, for what he's put forth, I don't think we should be giving him these fantastic opportunities that Keith has been giving him. So, putting him on that fourth line I think is suited and then trying Spezza, I mean sorry, Simmons with Mikheyev and Engvall on that third line. And then, as I mentioned, Galchenyuk, Nylander, Tavares, um, Hyman, Matthews, Marner, the classic up top. Those are my lines. Keep the D the same. They've been fine. Um, My likes and dislikes over these past two games. My likes. The offensive generation has been tremendous. 
especially from the top two lines. We've seen a lot of good, a lot of good things. Maybe hasn't White translated to the goals. I don't believe that it should have, but a lot of great offense from the top two. Um, as I said, the, the, the cliche resilience, they never let up. They gave up those fluky goals, but it didn't let them sink. It didn't sink them at all. Um, my like, the, my last like, this ties in. I mean, defense has been, they've been solid. They've been decent over the past two games. But my last like that is going to tie into my first dislike is the clutch saves that Campbell's come up with. He's come up with some very solid clutch saves late in games um, against Ottawa and against Edmonton. However, my first dislike is the number of fluky goals. This needs to stop. Two mishandling the puck goals. And then that that goal from Darnell Nurse wasn't even that great of a shot against Edmonton on Saturday. Need to tighten up a little bit goaltending wise, but I think he will. The team seems to have a lot of confidence in him. They like him a lot. Not that they didn't like Fred; they liked him a lot as well. But I think that like the team's support is going to help keep Campbell's uh, confidence high. Did he play very well in the last two games? No. I don't think he played very well. I thought I'd give him a C performance overall over the last two games. I think a C is very fair. Maybe even a little bit generous. But we need a little bit better than that moving forward. Anyways, we need sufficient goaltending. That's it. My dislike's the power play. It, it looked great, just the puck didn't go in the net. Where did it go? No results as of recent. It looked okay last night. We saw some good opportunities from the power play. Just needs, we need to see things start to drop. And maybe that means dropping. I think one of Thornton or Simmons needs to be moved from that power play. They're both not very fast. I don't like Thornton's not moving the puck as well as he should on that power play. They're both net front presence. I feel like it's a redundancy. We need someone like Tavares or Nylander to be moved up, and then you move one of Th- Thornton or Simmons back down to that uh, second power play. Maybe why not even get Galchenyuk um, involved in the power play a little bit? He's got a good shot. He's a goal scorer. He's, he's clearly got some very good vision. He looks fantastic on the Marlies from that top of the circle. Right now, um, I think it would be Brody on that other one. So you'd have to move a lot of things around on the second power play. But, I mean, if he continues to put pucks in the back of the net, why not give him a whirl, you know? Um Dislikes, as I said, from the coaching staff, power play, and the the lines still still don't feel optimized as they should. Um, you need to find you need to find an optimal spot for Simmons and Thornton at five on five, because over the last two games they haven't been great. Kerfoot needs to be a thousand times better. His role is now reduced, and he's still not looking good. He's been okay. Not, uh, no, I'm not even going to say okay. He hasn't been very good. He needs to pick it up a lot. So pretty much covers all my thoughts. Um, hopefully we see a trade soon. That was my other thing. I have been doing some research on uh, Taylor Hall and Mikel Granlin, but I'm going to save that for... And before I sign off, I had to come back to this one. Finally got to watch a few highlights to this kid that the Leafs just signed, Alex Steves out of Notre Dame. 32 points, 15 goals in 29 games. Not bad. 99 boards, so probably a little bit on the older end, but I mean, this kid can finish. 
He's got a fantastic shot. He can get it up in a hurry. Um, pretty good. I mean, scored a couple great goals off the breakaway. His hands are very nice. I just put up a YouTube video of his highlights. I strongly recommend watching them. He was he scored some dandies this year. So excited to see. I think he's going to get a uh, some time with the Marlies very soon. To the benefit of the NCAA season starting so much so much sooner than the AHL season. So can't wait to see what this kid can do. I mean, a lot of there there is potential there. I mean, great shot. Uh, another thing I really liked about him not maybe not the greatest skater, but his use of open ice and when he has time with the puck is fantastic. He just he he he's a good hockey. I mean, the kid's got a good hockey mind from what I can see. When he's given time and space with the puck, he it's not just a oh I've got a good shot, I'm gonna beat the goalie with my shot. It's more of a he's assesses what to do, can make a decent pass here and there, um, but also can make a move on defenseman, create some more open ice or bring him into a better uh a better scoring area, so to speak. So excited to see what this kid can do with the Marlies. Lit it up clearly at Notre Dame and yeah, that's all for today. Thank you guys for tuning in.